Hey, this is Tony Soprano, and you're listening to Jersey Boys Podcast with your hosts, Dave Sturgeo and the Ernst Boys. I mean, I could give a shit about the Cowboys. We're in New Jersey. These guys got balls being Cowboys fans in Jersey. Anyways, enjoy. Well, whatever. How about this, Cowboys? What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode and edition of the Jersey Boys Podcast right here on the Premier Streaming Network and Premier Podcast Network. Of course, your host, Little Sturch, Dave Sturchio in the house with nationally known comedian Brett Ernst, America's fan, Keith Ernst. Well, now, I guess you want to say, like, sub-nationally known comedian? You're getting out there wow. now, right? You, <laughs> yeah, listen, don't discredit yourself, bro. You're funny. Guy. Um, Come on, you don't know who I am. You don't, hey, Brett, you don't know who I am. Come on, keep it going. You don't know who I am. <laughs> So anyway, hope everybody's doing good out there in Cowboy land. Uh, obviously, we're another week into training camp. Um, we all watched the Hall of Fame game, which obviously, uh, you know, it was the Hall of Fame game. So not much to it. Uh, the Jets lost to the Browns. Um, you know, Hard Knock starts this uh, this week as we record this. It's Tuesday night. So it'll actually come out tonight as the podcast drops as well. I know that we were on Hard Knocks last year. It was exciting. All that fun stuff. Now we don't have to worry about any of that garbage this year. No cameras. No bullshit. That was two um, years ago. Was it two years ago? Oh, last week, uh, last year was the Lions. That's right, Dan right. Campbell. Um, in any event, Cowboys uh, making headlines, obviously, as, as we get deeper into training camp. We have our first preseason game coming up this week with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, lots to discuss into there. But the first thing I want to discuss, boys, is the fact that the unofficial first depth chart came out for the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, most of the teams dropped their first depth chart, so people are now aware of where guys stand, at least at the coach's eyes right now, things can change. Obviously, there's still literally a month before the season kicks off, which is crazy. Yeah, it feels like yeah. the only question I had was that tight end. And I think they got Ferguson starting, right? They do. So that was one that was actually the first thing that I was going to bring up was that they do have Ferguson listed as tight end one. Tight end two is Peyton Hendershot. My guy Sean McEwen comes in at tight end three. So that's the assumption. That's usually how I think it's going to play out. I don't think any, barring any catastrophic moves, I think they will carry three, uh, potentially four um, for special teams. Obviously, you guys have played the game. You know exactly how some of these guys earn their way onto the teams being at the special teams. Are you cool, Keith, if we go into the season with another three-headed monster at tight end? Yeah, I'm fine with that. As long as they, can, as long as they you know, special teams, as long as they can play special teams. I mean, yeah. do you have... You don't have many. Well, I mean, you, maybe you do. I don't. I don't. I remember Marty B. I think was on a kickoff. Oh, I'm Martellus saying, Bennett. Bennett. Kickoff team, like to run down and make a hit or something like mm. that. Yeah, yeah Martellus. I try yeah, to forget yeah. about the Martellus Bennett. Year. I'm just saying. Though, I mean, our tight end's usually part of the kickoff team. I don't. I don't know. Yeah, I wonder if Jason Witten. I don't remember off the top of my head. If he, I wonder no. if like early on. No, right. What's no. what I mean? Like in the beginning. Else, by the way, I was watching this thing on. Uh, quarterback and tight ends uh, combinations. They didn't have Romo and Witten in there. What, like for all time? Yeah. And then, then I saw people commenting like, oh, well, they never won a Super Bowl. Well, neither did Philip Rivers and Antonio Gates, who, by the way, when you look at his stats, it's like, wow, uh-huh. I forgot how good, uh, you know, how many touchdowns that guy had. Yeah, Antonio Gates is is definitely going to – he'll probably walk into camp. they snubbed us again. Well, we said it last week. It was, it's a cowboy it. thing. It's a cowboy thing. So, um, the defensive tackle was something that kind of uh, raised my eyebrows just a little bit. 
Uh, they do have Hankins and 007, our guy 007 on there. Um, at Osa as the two uh, defensive tackles. Mozzie Smith not in the starting lineup. Brett, you cool with that? Rookie, we're cool with the fact that he's got to kind of earn his stripes? Or like- yeah, but, you know, in, it, nowadays they rotate the linemen all the time. Man. It's not like, you know, it's, he's still going to probably play a lot of the downs. You know what I mean? I mean, they're always bringing him in, at least half the downs. Yeah, you would assume so. And, and I'm sorry, uh, Keith, you would say maybe this is uh, also situational. Like if they're on the goal line, um, if they're on the goal line, you're kind of Mozzie's the guy that's going to probably stop the run. Well, now you're stacking Probably, but I, I would think that uh, I was. But, so who's starting? I'm sorry. Who'd you say the starter was? It was. It's going to be Jonathan Hankins and Osa. Because Hankins is killing it too right now. He is. You know, he is. He's having himself a good camp. So I don't know. I would say you. I mean, if I'm the coach, I put fresh legs in in a situation like that, whether it's Hankins or uh, Smith. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right now we got. The Marcus Lawrence, Hankins, 007, Dorrance Armstrong. Well, That's Dorrance Armstrong, starter. technically Dorrance Armstrong listed as a starter, but again, we all know that Parsons. throughout the, yeah, Parsons is going to be the guy, which by the way, we'll talk about this in a little bit, where he landed on the top 100 players of the NFL. You're looking at Hankins, and when they say Dorrance Armstrong, I'm not so much worried about that because I know for a fact that they're going to be bringing in Parsons off the edge a lot, and that's not even like a debate, and, and that's that's just what they've been doing um, and, and prepping for uh, the entire time. So the next thing that kind of, you know, it, it's understood because it makes sense is that obviously you have Trayvon Diggs and you have Stephon Gilmore, right? There's your cornerback one, your cornerback two. Right now, the starting nickelback corner is Deron Bland. So that's a big thing for him. A a second-year kid, um, obviously, we saw what he can do last year as a rookie. He's not – you know, he's obviously something that has definitely flashed in this first season. So that's not really a surprise to me. But knowing that he's in there over some of the other guys, it might be a little bit of a surprise, Brett. Uh, Yeah, but that's what I played in in college. I was a nickelback. They used to bring me in. And, uh, yeah, man, I mean, I like Bland. And <clears throat> you're looking at our safeties. We got Wilson, Curse, and Malik Hooker, man. We, we're, we're bringing the wood, bro. We're yeah, bringing the 100%. 100%. Keith, you all right over there? You're giggling. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? Let me uh, – I'm going to have to leave and come back real quick. Okay. You probably have too many white claws, and now you're a little, <laughs> little blurry. Yeah, he's coming a little blurry, too. Um, in any event – Yes, the the safety room is Jesus Christ. <laughs> got so much bigger. <laughs> the safety room, there he is. Uh, there you're bright-eyed and bushy-tailed now. Uh the safety room is deep. Um it's it's something to definitely be excited about. It's something to keep your eye on. Um I also uh there's somebody out there um definitely want to look at him. Malik Jefferson is on the linebacker room right now. He is somebody that I've got my eye on. He is laying the wood. We have some serious heavy hitters on this defensive team. And hopefully, you know, these are hits that are, you know, won't flag us for 15 uh, for being at least too violent in this league um, nowadays. I'm okay, but I'm okay with it. Yeah, me too. Um, but yeah, so in any event, that's that. And the biggest thing, and again, I don't want to put too much stock into this because it's just, it's annoying as it is, but like they cut Tristan Viscaino, which is obviously one of their two kickers. They had a mojo moment thing at practice the other day. Ah, mojo moment. Stop, please. <laughs> I'm just telling you what it's called, okay? It's like, I don't have to agree. No, it's horrible. We don't have That's to agree. Not... We don't have to agree There's what no it is. There's no such thing as that. He made it up in hard knocks, and it's fucking generic. Can we stop saying it? <laughs> well, 
Okay, fine. So, so that so Brandon Aubrey and Tristan Viscaino both were in these high pressure situations, we'll call them, instead of uh, the other word, because we don't want Keith to fucking go off the reservation here. But in those high pressure situations, the kickers went one for six. So it's like, okay, enough's enough. Why are we playing games? So then you get the first news in the beginning of this week where Viscaino was cut. Right. He's the veteran of if anything out of the two of them. Right. He's been around the block. He played for the Falcons. Right. Now they're going into the rest of camp with Aubrey. And he, you know, his first day as a solo kicker with no other kicker, no competition around him, he went seven for nine. So it's like, I'm not expecting perfection. I'm not. I'm, I'm definitely not. But like, if you're the Cowboys, what is the holdup? With bringing in a, a, a veteran kicker, Keith, well, I understand. Well, here's my thing. When you say seven of nine, were, were those extra points? No, seven I, seven of nine total field well, goals. And I want to see him kick 15 extra points. That's what I, right, that's in what a I row. care most about. Seriously. He's going seven for nine in between 35 and, and 50. That's great. I want to see them kick extra points. Maybe he's nailing those, and that's why they kept them. I don't know. All I know is Jerry but Jones. I agree with you. Yes. I, I, before I was like, ah, how do you know? I remember last week when you brought this up, I was like, well, you never know. With Vander Jack didn't work out. Greg DeLeg didn't work. But I now I, I agree with you. If Robbie Gould or any of these motherfuckers, or excuse me, any of these people are out there, <laughs> let's get them in here. Let's yeah. get them in there because we we need some because we cannot go in. We just can't do that again. The, I mean, that really hurt us at the end of the year. I, I, what I said was, I said, Jerry Jones went on record and said that he's, they feel comfortable going with Aubrey the rest of the way and going into the season. And I changed Jerry's quote on Twitter. And I said, we feel comfortable going for two <laughs> for the entire season. Yeah, yeah. That's, what, that's what it should be at this point. Cause I, I don't know. I don't know if I can go through another season. If this team is going to be as good as what we think they could be potentially on offense and defense and just overall, you do not want to see them lose some close game because our kicker can't make a fucking extra point. You know, that's one of those things that just drive me nuts. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Here, here's the thing, though. We do. We, it, what veterans are out there right now? Because, you know, uh, I mean, if Aubrey's not making it, you know, if he's missing field goals after 50 yards, I mean, that's the a two, big deal. The two, that come to my, the two that come to mind are Robbie Gold and Mason Crosby. Both guys don't have a home. Crosby doesn't? Crosby does not have a home. And he's a former Mike McCarthy guy. So you maybe think, okay, you know, maybe that would be some kind of connection or, or some kind of thing. But look, the, the problem is this. These guys that are veteran kickers, they also are not great kickoff specialists. So now you're asking for another roster spot if you want that. You know what I'm saying? If you want somebody to be able to kick the ball off, right, you, you kind of want this the, the one guy to do it all, right? I mean, the Justin Tuckers of the world, you're not going to see anybody kicking off uh, different than Justin Tucker, and then Tucker comes trotting on for the game-winning field goal. No, he does it all, right? So you want that. You don't want to waste a roster spot on an extra kicker. I get that because right now Mason Crosby and Robbie Gold are a little bit on the older side, and maybe they can't make the end zone even if they did move the fucking <laughs> the, the kick off a couple yards. You know what I mean? Like they can't do it. So I, I, I get that aspect. I just don't want to go into every game, you know, every touchdown just sitting there like, okay, is it going to be six or going to be seven? You know, like that's just that's bullshit, um, especially when you're this good as a, as a team. Well, know. now I mean, the bit when you say kickoff specialist, do you just mean like somebody that can do an onside kick or something? Or no, 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 a guy that can kick off and like and yeah, but you're I mean, expecting him to reach now. the end zone. I mean, that shouldn't be an issue now. I mean, they've moved. <laughs> you would up. think they kick off. They you should would be, think. I mean, that's why we got Bueller. I'm him, by the way. But when we drafted him, it's because he had such a deep leg. 
But I meant now you can, I mean, it should be any kicker should be able to kick it out of the end zone if they need to. Because the they're agree. trying to eliminate kickoff returns. We know that. And yeah, that's one I mean, of the things that, that they Im- implemented. They might adopt. Football. They might adopt the XFL rule starting next year. So the XFL rule is, is if you've seen it, guys line up across from each other, at like ten yards across from each other, and nobody's allowed to move until the guy actually catches the ball. And now this year, you can actually call a fair catch inside from the twenty to the goal line. You can call a fair catch, and it's just a, a dead play. So it's just like, okay, cool. Um, do that. So you I guess. get the ball in the twenty, then if you do that. Yeah, I think so. Ah. Yeah, so you would think that that's going to eliminate. And that's the last position I was going to talk about was our kick returner. Right now, listed as kick returner is Turpin, but right behind him, Keith, is your boy Deuce Vaughn. So okay. Deuce Vaughn is listed as the kick returner, too. Um, so not punt returner, too, for whatever reason. I think they have actually um, Malik, uh, Malik, uh, Malik Davis as the punt oh. returner, too, okay. right now. But kick returner, too, is Deuce Vaughn. So, again, it's early, still early. We're a week in. We're going into our first, um, you know, preseason game coming into this week. So that's kind of where I'm going with this segue to that. Last year, you know, we went into the preseason. Dak Prescott didn't sniff a down, right? He just didn't. Now, we all saw what kind of year Dak Prescott had. And I'm not saying that that's, you know, not playing in the preseason is, preseason is the reason. But, Keith, where do you stand going into 2023? He's healthy now, knock on wood. He's healthy, no ankle, no issue, no no lat, no shoulder, no bullshit. Do you think Dak Prescott should get reps? Because as of what I've just read about the, uh, I believe it was, um, was it, it was either Tampa Bay, not Tampa Bay, it was Denver, I believe. Somebody was going to, somebody of note was going to get 15 to 16 reps. And it was a notable start. I can't think of it off the top of my head. But do you think Dak Prescott should be playing in any of these three preseason games? Absolutely. The second one, because there's only three. I think you should play at least a quarter to a half in the um, the first quarter to a half in the second preseason game. But no, not the first and the third. He needs to play. He's not he's not even he's not even questioned to be a top 10 quarterback anymore. OK, he's not Patrick Mahomes. Who's going to play, too, by the way? Freaking Tom Brady played last year in preseason. I mean, I don't know where this comes from. Like he needs it. He needs to work before week one. He needs it. Okay, and I Brett. just want to see, I just want to see if he can lead the preseason in interceptions too. <laughs> Such an ass, <laughs> Brett. Where do you stand on the whole playing and not playing? And not, this goes across the board. How much do you think, specifically our quarterback, obviously, but like how much work do you think these these vets need? They need it. I mean, I know Dak needs it, and um, <clears throat> you know, look, whether it's a series or two series, he he has to see some uh, some live action before uh, Sunday night against the Giants, and you know. It, look, it showed when, when we played against Tampa. Um, just get him in a couple series and take him out. Um, you know, uh, again, what concerns me are the two main concerns we have are quarterback and kicker. And, um, you know, that, that's that's your game. That's the whole yeah. game. Yeah. You know, You're uh, right. Both of those are going to decide whether we win or not. I mean, especially when it comes down to the wire because – I've seen some some people making a saying we're going to go nine and eight. I mean, it's like which I think yeah, is ridiculous. We should at least get four games. Too. Yeah, um, but uh, yeah, no, he's definitely got to get some burn, man. I agree. Does Pollard look tender or no? He's been he's been no, running pretty power, good. Right? Power looks power looks great right now. He looks great, and I don't know. Maybe you do limit Pollard because of the fact that he is coming off the injury. So maybe let's not go crazy with Pollard. We know he's going to be RB one. We know he's going to be the bell cow. Let's not go crazy with Tony Pollard. When it comes to Dak Prescott, 
I'm not saying drop him back five steps and have him rip some fucking passes to Simi Fajoko. I'm not saying do that. What I'm saying is have that motherfucker line up across another defense, get your cadence down, hand the ball off a couple times and call it a day. You know, even if it's just mental reps of being out there, of being in and getting in the huddle and getting into a some kind of rhythm or something, you cannot go out there against the Giants. And don't tell me Daniel Jones isn't going to play some football in the first three games of the preseason because he will. Same thing with Saquon Barkley. Same thing with all these guys. They're going to be playing. So I don't know where we lost that, you know, that thing where we're like, oh, I don't know. We, we shouldn't we shouldn't deal with some of the preseason. We know that these guys can you get, you know, banged up. That's any game. So why are we worried about this? That's like when Keith said, you know, hey, let's make sure we wear these ridiculous skull caps during this because that's what we get to wear during the regular season game. People get hurt. That's just the way it is, man. If you're injury prone, you're injury prone. But Dak Prescott needs reps. He needs to go out there and mentally get prepared for a season where the expectations have never been higher, Keith. And I know you could probably agree with you there or me there right now. And I've been, gone on record plenty of times and I've said that this is it for me. I can't, I can't keep saying, like, oh, don't worry. When they get that fourth receiver, he'll be the guy. Or when they get that primo tight end, he'll be the guy. Or, like, he's got all the tools. They're there. The offensive line is intact. Zach Martin will be back. I don't give a shit what anybody's tweeting out. He's coming back. There's not even a, a debate in my mind. Wait, 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 wait. You're, so is uh, Josh Ball going to – he's been getting reps at the other guard, correct? Yeah, and you know what, you know what Mike McCarthy said about Josh Ball today? That he has good knee bend. That goes to show you that that dude is not Zach Martin by any stretch. He's he's stretch. He's he's reaching for compliments. Well, I mean, for, listen, for ball. listen. Uh, first of all, Zach Martin. Where, where did he fall in the great in the hundred players? He's in. He fell. Uh, he's he's up there. We'll get into it. But like he he's just. I mean, that's a hard that's a hard guy to you know to replace. And, and you know what? And I think Jerry Jones has said all the wrong things so far about the whole situation. He just keeps firing off at the mouth i don't quite understand why he would say like we got to move on without him if this is the case like no man no and, and look historically we you, we've all been through this as cowboy fans you know how it is we know how uh jerry jones plays hardball and then eventually he just caves he's a shitty ass poker player and that's always been this like oh yeah we can't we can't give des that contract well no we can't we can't pay zeke eh, Dak's gonna have to wait we can't pay Dak. and guess what demarcus lawrence same thing everybody gets paid everybody gets paid. I'm not worried at all that he doesn't like sit there. Like his poker face sucks. All the Botox in the world can't fix his boat. Like his poker face this is not happening. So anyway, um, that's just me going back to Dak and the receivers. I was thinking like this Brandon cooks thing. Everyone's going crazy about including you Sturch. And I get yeah, it. I'm excited about it. I know, but it's just, we've seen, haven't we seen this before that? Oh, Dak needs a speech or we get Tavon Austin. Not we still he still sputters at the end. We get uh what's Tavon the other Austin one? though. Man. We get we got well, Tavon Austin was great. I mean, he was fast. He's a first round pick. Sound familiar? So was Brandon Cooks. It just didn't work out. I'm saying cowboy fans were getting excited about that too. That's all I'm saying. Even Randall Cobb, he was another great. one we brought in that left the next year, said because he had he wanted to go to a team that you know could win a Super Bowl. And I'm that by the way, because he went to Houston. But <laughs> but now it's like now it's now the Jets. <laughs> but here here's the funny but here's the funny part is is when whenever we get them, we're like oh, oh, and then when it doesn't work out, it's them. It's not Dak. Oh, well, they lost a step. That's why. Oh, well, that person's not that good. That's why. I want to see this year now. Let's see what happens. Let's see. Well, I think, uh, well, now, I think, go ahead. No, I was going to say that. Now, I, I want to be wrong, but I'm willing to say that if it doesn't work out again, 
they're going to be like, well, Brandon Cooks is on his fifth team. <laughs> he was never good in the first place. He needs a, he needs a fifth weapon. He needs something else, and then we'll start. Well, that's winning. what I said. The excuses are done, man. They're done. No, it's they over. are done. They're done. And and let's mark this episode. What date is this? This is August eighth. What time is it by you? <laughs> it's three o'clock in the afternoon. Three o'clock in the afternoon, August eighth, two thousand twenty-three. Sturch is saying that there's no more excuses now. Everybody remember this, Never. okay? No when more. We move to the Niners in the divisional playoff game <laughs> next season. Remember this. Uh huh. As as the L. Oldest cowboy fan here, okay, and and the guy that's seen it all, and and not only that is has been a critic of Dak, but he just you know rightfully so. Um, to remain fair and objective, one, I don't think this, I don't think people are going to start blaming Brandon Cooks for this. Number one, okay, um, I think all the excuses are gone. This is his year, and I have faith in Dak this year. I really do. I think uh, he's, he's going to come around. I think that, you know, uh, they're going to gear the offense. I mean, they're, everything is set up for him. New offensive coordinator, all right? He's got himself a deep threat weapon. Um, you know, he's got himself an amazing defense. Uh, he's got some great running backs, We got, which I would love. I can't wait to see Rico run the ball and then uh, Malik. I mean, I'm looking forward to that in, in preseason. So, yeah, this is it. I, there's no more excuses. But I, I don't think – I think Dak's going to have a good year this year, man. I, I mean, you know, look, it's it's hard to say we're going to the Super Bowl, but I, I have a lot – Keith, come on, man. You know I'm not a rah-rah guy. I haven't been this way since we've been the podcast. Is it home you? That's it. That's all. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm serious. But he hasn't been. That's that, I'm, I'm on Brett's side here. He's never been one to say, like, we're going to go all the way and, and win – Here's a question, because usually Sturge asks the questions, okay? Sure. Here's the question. If we go to the NFC Championship game, say this year, okay, and we don't make the Super Bowl, is Dak still our guy? But you, you guys are a successful season. But it d- depends. I mean, you can't say that. It depends how we get there. I've already said that. Dak can win a Super Bowl. He can. I'm not saying he can't. That's not what I'm asking. I'm not if asking. You're well, saying that he's going to light it up. Okay. If he's well, going to light it up all the way through the season and all the way through the playoffs to the Super Bowl, no, that is not going to happen. So here, here's here's where, I, here's where I stand on that. So 2020 breaks his leg, right? So he's out. So you can't count that. That's Mike McCarthy's first year. Second year under McCarthy, he gets back to the, you know, he wins 12 games, right? Then the, the blunder that is in the first round of the playoffs. Last year, he gets to the playoffs. He beats Tom Brady handedly and then goes and loses to the 49ers. If yeah, Dak Prescott wait, goes on. out there and does the same thing and but gets a round further and gets to the NFC title game for the first time as a franchise since 1996, it's going to suck if we lose. It's going to burn if we lose real bad. But people can't say that the kid is not he's, – he's, he's now one game away from getting the Dallas Cowboys to a Super Bowl. If he gets to the NFC title game and loses – then I'm I'm back on Team Dak next year. How he loses if he throws three interceptions and has a shitty game, you're still right. on board. Right. Yeah, right. You, I don't know. That's I'm I'm again. I, I, you're both. We know he could do regular season. We know it. We know. First, it. Of all, first of all, he didn't he didn't beat Tom Brady. He beat Tampa's defense. Okay. You know what I'm talking about. I, I know. No. 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 But we're we're talking X's and O's. If we're if we're in the, if we're in, in in the film room. Now, if he if we end up losing the NFC Championship game like we did against San Francisco in the playoffs, both times, 
then it's an unsuccessful season. But what I'm saying is that say that, you know, it's a, it's a close game. He maybe makes, you know, one mistake the whole game, but it comes down to say our jerk off kicker missing the field goal in order to win. I mean, it is situational. Um, but I, I, I mean, again, as Dallas Cowboy fans, it, it, it's, it's frustrating because the only way we're going to hear people stop talking shit, because we have, we're still more successful last year than, than 95% of the league. I'll, I'll say this. I'll say this. Here's the thing with the Dallas Cowboys. The way it works is if, if Dak Prescott goes out there and wins a Super Bowl, right? Wins a Super Bowl. The next argument will be, well, He's got to win two to be like, you know, elite status. Or whatever. They don't say that about Aaron Rodgers. No, but Aaron Rodgers has historically been one of the better passers in football. Yeah. 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 I'm your camera, by the way. (laughs) Yeah. But But, look, there is a standard that that we're held to that the rest of the league is. And I mean, Jesus, you got Dolphin fans talking shit. And it's like, dude, you haven't (laughs) won a Super Bowl since 1973, uh, 72, 73. So just take it easy. Okay. Uh, San Francisco hasn't won a Super Bowl. They haven't won a Super Bowl since uh, before us. Before us, I know. Yeah. The only the only argument they have is that they've been there twice. Yeah, I know, but that's what I mean. I mean, you're still second place. You haven't won, and and I feel as as the Dallas Cowboys, um, you know that they that they have to win one in order to shut everybody up. And it's not fair. I mean, it's just the way it is because of the pomp and circumstance around our team and the success around the world and, you know, and the fact that we are the number one franchise in the world, as far as earning goes, which shows you what a great businessman Jerry is. I mean, we haven't won a Super Bowl in 27 years, but yet we're the highest earning franchise with the best, well, with the most fan base. So, I mean, there is a lot on Dak, but I I think this year he's going to just, I think, I think if, if we go deep in the playoffs, and depending on how we lose, that you know he's still our guy. He's still our guy. Now, if he and if he ends are, up and, performing, if he ends up performing like he has the last two playoffs, and that game against Tampa opening night, and all, then we got we're gonna have to start to you know the, draft. the athletic the athletic has reported already this week that the talks are have begun for a Dak Prescott extension. Now, the reason why they're gonna do this, and we all know this, how this all works. It's just kicking the can down the road, right? It's 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 helping us out now, so it benefits Dak later, and it helps the team out salary wise now, right? So that's where we're at. We're we're gonna we're gonna extend this guy probably before the season starts, so people are gonna fucking lose their minds. We know how this works. You extend this guy once he won, he hasn't done shit. Look at him; he's a choke artist. Blah blah blah. This is literally the second coming of Tony Romo right now. I'm sorry. It is until somebody does something yeah, different. I, wait, could you quit comparing Tony Romo to Dak? You do it every show. Tony no. Romo was a far better quarterback than Dak Prescott. And it's not even close. Define okay? define better. Stats. Better? He's a, I mean, he didn't look what he did. Dak never, I mean, Tony never had a team like Dak had. Ever. Dak has had everything. He's had. We were the number one seed in 2007. What are you talking about? I, but I'm just. Yeah, his his first year ever. No, I mean, not only year. that, but not only that. I mean, you look every. He historically had. Look it up. Yes. Some of the worst defenses ever, ever in the history of the Dallas Cowboys yes. were with Tony Romo. Historically, the guy was continuously putting points up. Fuck Denver's the best example you can give. That everyone blamed Tony Romo because he threw one interception. If that's, I wish that's the way the Niner game ended. By the way, 
I wish I wish that was I wish Dak had a Tony Romo game like that. I would love that. It's not even close. We're not reliving Tony. I wish we were reliving Tony Romo. I'm talking about we I'm talking about success for the team. No, we're the Jersey Boys. This is what we do. Jesse Holly, <laughs> where let's get Jesse Holly back on here cuz he brought this up. He's <laughs> he like, did. "You know what I like? You know what I like about Jersey Boys?" He's like, "Cuz it's no cut. We tell the we tell the fucking truth." And that's what I'm doing. And I don't think everybody on this panel is saying what they truly believe. I'm saying what I truly believe. Wait. First you were, of all, so, first first of all, all, you're Right. Well, I'm, I'm just going to say this. I was Wait, well, go ahead, Brett. You're arguing with yourself, number one. <laughs> number two, um, we're, we're, I mean, other than little Sturch, okay, who, who you can't help him because he gets wide-eyed and bushy-tailed, right? <laughs> and, and, and I appreciate his loyalty because, you know, but at the same time, man, we, we're, we're all in agreement. I mean, it took a little bit longer for Sturchy to come around. I, I, I've been saying this since the first time he started. I mean, there is there, – there, there are two different quarterbacks, two different situations, okay? And it was never fair to Tony Romo because he had – I think he had – you know, he had a couple years with good rushers, but nothing like – he's never had a team like, like Dak has had these past three years. And that's never. why I said – and that's why I'm saying that there's no more excuses. Like, it's done. Like, and Romo – and not for nothing – but I'm I'm telling you, in 2007, they had a a juggernaut of a team, right? And they tripped up and and lost in the second round at home, garbage, right? It's whatever. Then 2014 with the Dez, no catch, catch. That we could have won the whole damn thing that year, hundred percent. Even the year that Tony Romo dropped the snap, the next round would have been against Chicago. We could have taken them down, right? So I know that Romo could have gotten to where I'm talking about. But what I am talking about to put a bow on all of this with Tony Romo is I'm only talking about the rounds that they've they've made right so like that's all i'm talking about i'm not talking about but like i'm not even i'm not even remotely i'm not even remotely comparing the passing styles tony romo if you watch his stats or watch his highlights my boy could sling it i'm not worried about that he's the better passer i think he's a better uh you know reader of routes and and defenses and shit and now you hear him in the booth that the guy's an endless tank of knowledge i'm not talking about that just like like physical attributes i give it to romo Nine times, maybe ten times out of ten. What I'm saying is, nobody's gotten past the second round since, since Aikman. That's all I'm he's saying. Just, That's all I'm saying. Just comparing uh, the situations more than just yeah. You know, I'm just comparing the teams. That's all. That's so all. Um, to go back, what Brett was saying with the Dolphins talking shit too. The best mm-hmm. way to to put that in an analogy, I think it's an analogy. No, it's not an analogy. But regardless, is <laughs> a comparison. I guess is the last time. You Miami Dolphin fans that are probably not watching this or listening to this, which is fine. The last time you won a Super Bowl, Elvis was alive. The last time the Dallas, the last time the Dallas Cowboys won a Super Bowl, Tupac was alive. That's the difference. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that's that. West Side all day. Um, all right. No, so- but I, I really think that you know. Again, <clears throat> this was what I was afraid of when when we were trying to sign him for that big contract. And the other thing that I was afraid of, and, you know, again, everybody's talking about the market value. Who the fuck cares what someone else is getting on someone else's performance? You know what I mean? Like you can't, I mean, this is, this will be a problem if the league keeps doing stuff like this. I mean, cause look again, well, they figured, I think they're figuring out the running back thing. So maybe it, it does translate eventually the quarterbacks. Who knows? I doubt it, but. That's what I was going to bring up that that analogy is how like you know the the running back values have have gone down tremendously. 
you know? Yeah, because you're realizing that you can get Isaiah Pacheco from the seventh round to run his ass off from Rutgers in a Super Bowl, right? So you can realize that instead of paying $90 million to Zeke. I get all that, but I don't know if that happens to the quarterback. I really don't. I don't know if there's going to be a market shift where people are going to be like, well, you know, look at Brock Purdy. You know what I mean? Like Brock Purdy took us all the way to this game, and he was a seventh-round pick, so let's not pay the quarterback because we don't need a quarterback. You look at who surrounded Brock Purdy, and that team was fucking loaded, man, well, loaded again, with talent. Argue, arguably, the model to to look at is what the Patriots did and what they did it with and how they did it. And when you have arguably the greatest quarterback of all time being the 12th paid quarterback in the league and taking pay cuts to sign people. I mean, granted, his his wife at the time was, was worth more than him. <laughs> but uh, I'm saying when it came down to it, he 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 put he saw the big picture. Yeah. And, you know, it's again, it's not Dak's fault. A lot of these agents come in and they're like, all right, we got to hit big. We got to hit now. And it, that trend has to stop. You know, it's funny too. Like you're looking at a guy, uh, 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 he, even if McCarthy say gets past the second round, we go to the NFC Championship game and we lose. He's on the fucking hot seat, and and you're looking at these coaches that are winning playoff games, and it's like now or never. Where prior to that, when you look at Landry's first fucking three years as a head coach, Bill Walsh's first three four years as a head coach. Chuck Knowles' first few years as a head coach, even Jimmy Johnson, the error of building the team and and building a strong unit to to carry yourself through, um, those days are gone now because you're looking at coaches that are winning playoff games and are getting fired. I think I think with that win it all in in two years or three years. I mean, it's ridiculous. You're onto something, Brett, because I think that like back then, and this is just me thinking as like a 10 year old Dave Sergio, by the way, but go ahead. Well, yeah, that I was going to say that too. But what I was going to say is like, you weren't, there wasn't much of a fall guy mentality back in the day. You know what I'm saying? If Jimmy Johnson lost a playoff game, Jimmy Johnson lost a playoff game, right? It wasn't like, well, uh, well, what do we got to do? We got to make some kind of move. So let's fire, uh, I don't know, fucking Dave Wanstead. You know what I mean? Like, it wasn't like that. So like now when, when teams fall short, the first thing they think about is making a significant big time change, whether it be your quarterback, whether it be your head coach, whether it be your GM, there's always some kind of big change. And I think that's why you can't or you don't see teams being built anymore the way you used to like now all of a sudden you look at Mike McCarthy he's entering what year four now as a head coach and you're right Dan Quinn is sitting there just like like he can smell him he's right right there he's right there waiting for a job you know so it, it, it does it's going to be interesting See, that, um, that's the issue that we have is and I think that's Jerry's issue too is he's always looking for that coach that already did something like Besides Jason Garrett, which is an example of he did keep him in there and try to give him and make him build a team. He was there forever. Fucking 10 but years. Regardless, <laughs> what I'm trying to say is we're missing out. He goes with Mike McCarthy, but we're missing out on, say, a Dan Campbell or Sean McVay. Like he doesn't go and try to find the next best mind. He looks for a mind that has already existed and worked. Does that make sense? Yeah, we got I would say the only time My boys won a Super Bowl. Yeah. I would, okay. I would great. Say, I, I would say the only time he reached out would be uh, Chan Gailey because he was the offensive coordinator at Pittsburgh when he came to us, you know, where it was like, okay, maybe we got this offense, but he was still an older dude, but he sucked. <laughs> yeah. I know. Well, like I said, he's, not, he's the first coach ever fired after he made the playoffs in the history of the NFL. Oh, it's Tom Brett that you didn't know that maybe. Yeah. He was the first head coach that was ever 
that made the playoffs and that was fired after th- at that time in like was, 99, whatever. I was going to say, is that Aikman's last year? Uh, Aikman was with Campos a little bit, but yeah, close to it. Uh-huh. It was the year we lost to Minnesota in the playoffs. Remember we were a wild card team? Yes. Wow. Okay. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I know. We want to forget that game. but <laughs> We want to forget about all the games. Yeah, all yeah. right. Uh, but one oh, last no, roster. No, I take that back. It was the uh, uh, Panthers? Oh, no, it was that. Never mind. Because he made – not only that, remember, he he made the playoffs against Arizona that we lost, Changeli, and then he made it against Minnesota and we lost. So he made the playoffs two years in a row and was fired, Changeli. And that's what started it all. Thank God, though, because then we got Bill Parcells, so I'm all good with that. Um, Last thing about the – I blame blame fantasy football. I blame (laughs) millennial mentality. No, I, 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 I blame fantasy football. I blame millennial mentality. I blame uh, the social media branding. I mean, I think we're getting out of that era now. And, um, you know, I think we'll be able to build a team, uh, at least as long as we keep the core defense going. I mean, like, and I think this is going to be the new trend is, you know, defensive football and tight ends now are like the most valuable commodity, which is insane to me. I mean, you know, running backs, fullbacks are obsolete. Right, a couple of them left. <laughs> Running backs are on their way out. You know, uh, we're looking <laughs> they, at sp- they got to start their own union because they don't. <laughs> I'm just saying, like we're looking at spread offenses, and the tight end is, is now the most valuable, <laughs> valuable <laughs> asset of an offense. Thanks a lot, Travis Kelsey. It's, I mean, it really is. It's, it's the the whole the whole face of the game has changed as far as like you know what you need to do. And, and, and then you're getting head coaches that like, you know, that are going to the playoffs and are on the hot seat. Yeah. It's, it's just, this, it's this quick fix thing that, that they're looking at. And I think it starts with these major contracts. If the NFL got together and uh, the owner said, look, this is what we're going to start paying people. Like remember when the NBA went on strike and then, then they were like, all right, well, only this one year can make this much, and then after a certain amount of years, you're allowed to make this much. Yeah, yeah. I think I think if the NFL went to that type of structure, you'd start seeing more, uh, bet not better team play, if that makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. Um, Do you agree with that or no? I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. I don't know. I think it's too, it's too injury plague, man, to do that with the NFL. The injury, you know what I mean? Like to play a certain amount of time. Basketball, they don't get injured as much, and if they do, it's because they like, take off every other goddamn day. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Load management, they're calling it. <laughs> but yeah. anyway, um, one more roster thing. I just thought it would be funny to at least bring them up. I don't know if you guys knew this, but I don't know. There is a former offensive lineman who switched over to defensive line. Do you know about this? It is oh, yeah. our our boy Isaac Alacron. Alec- I thought it was Alacron, but whatever. Yeah. Anyway, he's from Mexico. He's our Mexican guy that's been there for a couple of years now. He's switching over to defensive line. Haven't heard anything out of him. Um, I don't even know if he's practicing, to be honest with you. I haven't even looked that deep into it, and I don't want to sound like I'm misinformed, but I thought it was funny to see that on, on the depth chart. Um, all right, so NFL, every year, right before the season starts, they launch their top 100 players uh, in the NFL as voted by their peers. So the peers are the ones that are doing the voting. This is how it all works out. I'll just get to let the cat out of the bag. Everybody knows already Patrick Mahomes is once again number one overall. And I won't, I'm not gonna bitch and whine about it, but I will say that it's such a layup at this point. So it's like, okay, great. Well, yeah, um, of course it is. You're the Super Bowl yeah. MVP. You've you've been to three Super Bowls in what five years? You got two rings. 
I mean, who else could it be? Who else would you put at number one? Uh, no, you're right. That's what I, that's what I said. I'm not going to, I'm not going to complain that it's him. I, I, he rightfully so he's, he's right no, there. But I'm just saying, saying it's who boring. else, saying it's who boring. else would be it's number boring. one? Who would be? Number I don't know. One? But like, I mean, uh, I know, I know for Mike a fact. That, like, well, we'll get into that. Nick so, Bosa. Maybe the maybe maybe defensive, defensive end. I, mean, yeah. I don't know. Some of those we'll guys. We'll see. And it could happen as of, as close to next year. Um, all right. So the Cowboys had. Your mom? <laughs> your mom. Where, where did your mom rank? Did she, did she move up? or the, the wedge breaker. She got. No. <laughs> where where did she fall last year? And did she improve or, or degrade? You know what's crazy? Your mom was the number one player in the NFL, but she's just always on the sidelines because she's like the Hulk. You know, when, when when they just bring him in as the last resort because they just know. It's just going to be total devastation. Yeah. They just bring your mom in and then it's just take everybody else off the field and just, just let her go. So, wait, where Keith. did CMC – where, where did Christian McCaffrey oh, – He's going to go. He's going to go. I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm doing right. Cowboys here. Um, Keith, there's 100 players on this list. How many Cowboys made the list? Your guess. Oh shoot! All right, I would say Norris Lawrence, Lamb, It's not dead air. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I'll fill it. Right. Well, I don't know. All right, so I'm sorry. I'm trying to. I, I would say six. All right, you say six. six. Brett, where are you at with this? I, I would say I would say six as well. Okay. I mean, the answer. The answer is seven. Seven Dallas Cowboys are on the top 100. So you guys. Yes. Of course. Uh, uh, why don't we go in? I guess. The worst spot, which was number 99. So out of 100 players in the league, number 99 was who, Keith? Demarcus Lawrence. Ding, ding, ding. Mark DeMarcus Well, Lawrence. I already knew that, so oh, I'm not going right. to take credit for something. I, oh, I already all right. Knew. Well, Demarcus Lawrence also, you know, did one of those little, like, writing emojis on Twitter and saying, like, oh, okay, I see you. I see you, List. I'm 99. I guess I'll have to Ooh, do it. Freaking accomplishment. <laughs> but right. guess what? Guess what? He, was, he, wasn't, he wasn't on the list last year. So oh, there okay. you go. <laughs> so he's in it. Go ahead, Brett. See, I would have, I would have said, I would have said Dak Prescott at, at ninety nine. So would okay. I. If I didn't know, well, that's what I would have said, bro. Same thing. Coming okay. in at so under D Law, coming in at sixty eight this year, Brett. Who is it? I would have to say Dak. It is not Dak Prescott. Ceedee Lamb. It is not Ceedee Lamb. In fact, and this is the weirdest one of them all. I think is oh, the biggest. Let me guess. Um, <laughs> Keep guessing. Devontae okay. Turpin. <laughs> Turpin did not make the uh, the list this McQuaid? year. Okay. McQuaid is also left off the list. This man, uh, again, just this is criminal. It's Zach Martin at sixty eight. So what? yeah, it's what? A, it's I know it's a little uh little egregious. I think um that he's number sixty eight this year. And from what I saw, it didn't look like Zach Martin was on the list the year before, which. I don't know. I, I maybe I'm wrong with that one, but it, did, it had like a dash mark, as if like thought, NA. you know what, or what he didn't move, or he didn't move, and he was 68 last year too. What do okay. these players that actually play the game actually know? Fuck them, man. <laughs> so, all right. So the next lowest is number 60. Keith, who is it? Dak Prescott. <laughs> wrong again, Brett. Um, Tyron Tyron Smith. Tyron Smith is not on this year's list. He is well, not. Yeah, that on- makes sense. He so barely played. Uh, so number sixty, who was number thirty-seven in two thousand and twenty-two, so a very 
significant oh, fall. Oh, from Tony, oh, let him say we should only get one guess. So okay, a significant drop from 37 goes down to 60. It's Trayvon Diggs. Trayvon Diggs goes from 37 to 60. Remember, this was the year after he had all those interceptions. So all the interceptions got him to number 37. Last year, he doesn't do it, so they drop him to 60. Uh, coming in at number 56, this is the biggest drop of the list that we have for Cowboys. 56, Keith, who is it? No, I want Brett to take this one. Brett, who is it? Dak Prescott. It is, in fact, Rain <laughs> Dakota Prescott. Prescott drops from, <laughs> this is insane, number 12 what? to number 56. Wow. So Dak Prescott, a very, very bad season, obviously, statistically, led the league in picks. There he is at number 56. Making a debut. Oh, I skipped one. Shit. No, 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 I didn't skip one. Making a debut at number 55 is who? So this is right under Dak Prescott at 56. So back-to-back -back Cowboys on the list. Making his first appearance on this list is who? CD Lamb. Wrong. CD Lamb. He's oh. been CD Lamb's been on this list already before. Keith. Uh, Dorrance Armstrong. Dorrance Armstrong is not on the list. Uh, this is, in fact, Mr. Tony Pollard. He comes in at number fifty-five oh. on the list. This is his first appearance on the list, so that's I cool didn't for think him. About that. Yeah. Um, there are two more Cowboys on this list. Number thirty-four who goes from number 61. So he was 61 last year, had himself a season, is now number 34. Keith. Fuck. I mean, if we got one more after this, that one's going to have to be Micah. So CeeDee Lamb. It's it, In fact, CeeDee yeah. Lamb. CeeDee Lamb goes from number 61 to number 34. Nice. So now last year, Micah Parsons was number 16. And when he interviewed Micah Parsons at number 16, he said the goal was to be top 10. Brett, did Micah Parsons break the top 10 this year in the 2023 he's list? Got, he's got to. Uh, yeah, I would say he's got to be at, like, number nine or eight. Keith, where do you think Micah fell? Four, three or four. He is, in fact, number nine. So, Brett nails it. He is the number nine ranked player. My bold prediction is that if he has the season that everybody thinks he should have, that he's going to be the number one guy next year. From 16 to 9 to 1. That's where I think he goes if he has the same year that he's been having. And based off of everything that we've seen in preseason and, and the training camp so far, not so much preseason, but training camp in itself, the dude is more explosive than he was before. And I don't really understand. what What's up, Keith? I'm sorry. I just want to know, what out of those eight players that are ahead of them, him, how many are defensive players? Uh, I would have to look. I, let, me, let me bring that up. I'll bring that. That, that I want to know because that I, I bet that's got to be most offensive people. Then, so you're Bosa's saying be on there. All right, so here we go. So it is. I'm looking it up right now. I'm bringing up the screen here. So number ten is Chris Jones. Number nine is Micah Parsons. Mm -hmm. Ahead of him, defensively, is at number Bosa. four, Nick Four, and that's Nick Bosa. And then that's it. And then the rest are offensive players. All right, yeah. so he's the second best. Okay, second then I can best defensive it. player in the league. It just shows you that people care more about offense than defense. Always, oh, I mean, like that's said, it's the fantasy nerds. Yeah, you know, <laughs> it's like, yeah, it is the fantasy right, you nerds. Gotta, you know what I mean, defense gets shit on all the time, ruining everything. Where was Christian <laughs> McCaffrey? Christian McCaffrey had to make the top ten. No, uh, let's see. Christian McCaffrey was not in the top ten. Because he's injured, really? bro. So who's the top ten? Can you list them? Obviously, yeah, sure. No. I got him right here. Top ten. Number one, Patrick Mahomes. Number two, Justin Jefferson. 
Number three, oh, God, Jalen Hurts is number three in the league right now, which is kind of, come on. Nick Bosa is number four. Travis Kelsey, number five. Joe Burrow, number six. Tyreek Hill, number seven. Josh Allen, number eight. Micah, Chris Jones. So there you go. Justin Jefferson's number two. Wow. I mean, he's good. But Jalen Hurts? Number Wait, three? Happened, wasn't Nick Foles number three of the year? He's got the the, not Nick Foles, uh, Carson Wentz. No, Wentz was number three. And no went, way. Yeah, he was, bro. He was like top five. I'm telling you right now. I'm pretty mm. sure he was number three. Carson Wentz was number three, and then the next year he fell off completely. I'm telling you. Oh, I got to look this up. I don't know if there's ever. Holy yeah, shit. Coming off the 2018 season, Carson Wentz was number three. What did I say, dog? Fuck, man. And then look what happened to him the next year. So this is really <laughs> good for Jalen Hurts. He went from number three to number 96. <laughs> so, I'm I wonder Carson if there's Wentz. ever been Carson a- Wentz. Wait a minute. Time out. Did you guys see the photo that Carson Wentz uploaded to his social medias? No. Okay. No. He's out there on the field, in the lab, working. <laughs> he is wearing a Eagles helmet a Colts practice jersey, and a commander's shorts. He's wearing all the three last teams that he played for gear, and he posted that. That is the kind of shit that goes to show you that your career is over. <laughs> like, it is a rapsky. There is no reason for him to be doing that. He's like, oh, this training camp's a little, looks a little different than last year. And it's like, no shit, because nobody will have you, you bum. <laughs> like, come on, man. Such comedy. Hey, listen, man. I, I again, he's he's a quality backup. Um, you know, is it he? depends on what he's asking. <laughs> is he a quality backup? Because right now he's nobody's backup. I know because it like Tampa Bay asking. right now is Tampa Bay out and right now is have Baker Mayfield and and fucking Kyle Trask as their quarterback. You're telling me Carson I'm Wentz saying, shouldn't be there? I'm saying is that a lot of these agents are ruining a lot of these players' careers. I mean, it, it depends on what he's asking and, you know, what his value is. And, you know, I really think the NFL has to look at this because if, if, if he's pricing himself out or he could be still getting paid if he doesn't go to another team, there there's something there because, yeah, I would take Carson Wentz as a backup. Are you nuts? I don't know. Nope. Not one of the 32 teams. Not one of the 32 teams has him as a quarterback three. So that's, so that's, that's where I'm at with him. It's like, and I'm I'm every single person that compared him to Dak Prescott early on. Oh my God. Oh, that was so much fun. Um, These guys are pricing themselves out and, and you know, these big contracts can ruin a team, man. And I, I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, was Wentz part of that? Lat- no, that wasn't him. I was just thinking, remember, remember the time that we were living in where the, the contracts weren't structured? Like when you were taking one overall, you were making like ridiculous money. I remember, I think the biggest yeah. one was Sam Bradford or something like that. Came out of college, made this massive deal. And then the NFL was like, fuck this. We got to stop you know, this shit. We got to yeah. change the way everybody gets paid. We got to put a tier structure in there. Yeah. I saw an interview with Dion. And uh, he coach prime and he was saying how his players got to earn their jerseys. And what he was talking about, he said, if you're 45 and up and you played football, whether on any, you know, mostly college and, and the NFL, you had to earn your number. And, you know, uh, I, I think there's something to that. We got to get back to those basics that, that, that these, you know, the old school football where you had to earn it, you had to earn these contracts, you had to earn them. 
you know? His press conferences have been lights out, by the way, for Colorado. He's, he's, I love well, Dion. He's my favorite player cool. ever. He's my favorite player ever. He literally, his first day at Colorado, he said, I hope if you guys want, you can go answer that transfer portal because I'm bringing my baggage with me. It's like, meaning I'm bringing all my Jackson State heads out there to, who know how to ball over you Colorado Buffaloes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so I, I love what he's doing over there. Um, God bless See, him. I, I, think, foot. I think um, when we had, uh, what's his name on again? Jesse Holly, And he, he brought up the point that you need a football mind. You need, you need somebody that under, you know, that is just about football. When you get them in a front office or in, in decision-making, you know, like, like Dion, right. That's when you bring that team, when you build a team that is, is all about production, uh, team play, um, you know, skills, uh, the, the whole thing, the whole, the whole package. And um, if, I know, again, it's, you're at such a high level in the NFL, but you know, a lot of these guys like a Carson Wentz that's sitting home when, yeah. you know, he would easily make a third team, uh, a team as a third string quarterback. But if he's yeah. asking a ridiculous amount because, you know, of resting on laurels from three, four years ago, it doesn't work that way, man. Yeah. You're right. I'm gonna I'm gonna actually gonna drop a DM over to my boy Jesse Holly. He follows me on Twitter. I'm gonna see if uh, he's available, maybe to preview the season before as the season gets closer. We'll get yeah, him I, back on here. He I was a good episode. Yeah, he was a good that. episode the last time we had him. He's a New Jersey native. Um, you know, he's a he's a great dude. Um, so that'll do it for this week. I mean, obviously, we got the first preseason game to watch and to uh, you're you just have a cramp. Is that all right? Yeah. <laughs> you just so, do you have a cramp right now? I do. I knew. Just the face you made, you're like, good God, Jesus, it just went off the side. How That's you great. Know you're pushing 50 when, when you're getting cramps just sitting there? <laughs> it's just like drink, eat a banana and drink some fucking water there. <laughs> Enough of the white claws. Um, anyway, that'll do it for this week's episode of the Jersey Boys podcast. Follow us each and every week as we get you guys ready to go for the uh, new 2023 season. Hopefully no injuries against the Jaguars. We'll recap the game. We'll recap we what we it? saw. What's up? Can we predict the game? Sure. Yeah, I like that. Let, let's predict the Jacksonville Jaguars Dallas Cowboys preseason game one result. Start with Brett. You had the idea. Go for it. I think that Cooper Rush uh, <laughs> plays the whole first half. Um, that he uh, he'll get at least two tugs. And okay. uh, you know, I think Rico. Da I think I think we blow Jacksonville out. <laughs> All right. Listen, I'm with it. I, I'm with. Uh, be two ten. What was it? 24 to 10. 24-10 Cowboys. Keith, how do you how do you feel this one's playing out? All right, let me tell you, I'm super excited about this preseason. <laughs> I really am. I am because too. Because there's no Ben fucking Danucci. Okay. <laughs> we can finally hey, win hey, these hey. games. Oh, no, I don't care. We can win these games. You're I'm fucking so talking excited. about cowboy royalty Ooh, here. I, what are you dude, talking I about? I swear he was. The worst, and I don't well, care what he did in the XFL. I'm well, the Broncos right now. By the way, you want good bets? Go against the Broncos in preseason. Now, that being said, I don't think Cooper Rush is going to play a half. I think Will Greer is going to play most of the game. Um, I think Cooper Rush will get in maybe the fourth quarter, maybe end of third, something like that. But um, yeah, I, I, I like us to win this game. I mean, last time we played them in Jacksonville on preseason, Trevor Lawrence was a rookie, and then they they lit us up. Um, but I don't think Lawrence or Dak, we're not going to see any starters. I believe that, uh, yeah, I think we win. I think we win like, uh, I would say something like 17 to 13 or something like that. All right. I'll, I'll take the Cowboys to win this game. I'll give them a, I'll give them a nice solid 20. You know uh, I'll give them a 
20 to 20 to 10. We're really deep at defense, man. And, you know, again, that's what preseason is. And um, running backs are second, third team running backs are, are you know, phenomenal. Um, yeah. Again, we're going to get to see the weapons that, that you know, that that's going to get to play with. Um, I don't think we'll see Gallup at all or Cooks or uh, Lamb. I want to see, you know. see some Deuce. I want to see some Deuce Vaughn out there. I really do. Yeah, that's I know. what I'm I know. excited to see, man. I can't wait to see little Deuce out there. I mean, what, do you see him? And I, I watched their live. Uh, <laughs> Dude, he looks like a little kid. Bro, he there was one play he got. There was a dump off to the outside, and he got behind Tyron Smith in space. And you had to see this little dude running behind Tyron Smith, bro. It was it's comedy. It might be my favorite clip of the preseason so far. It's like this little like. Like, and you have Tyron Smith, this fucking wall of a man that's leading the way, blocking for this guy. Listen, Deuce Vaughn, I know a lot of people are making fun of him. He's 5'5". Maybe, I mean, that might be being generous. He might be like 5'2". But all I know is he's hard to tackle when you're that low to the ground. So we'll see if they can handle it. You can't Can't see him him. behind the line. And He's like fucking John Cena. (laughs) I got a feeling this kid is going to start a trend. Yeah, because yeah. I, are you four eleven? Well, guess what? <laughs> All of a sudden, you're in high school. Like, I don't know, man. I can't play any sports. Well, how tall are you? Four eleven. Play running back. Get over there and play running back. And once again, once again, if people are doubting him, he he didn't play against chumps in college. Go right. look. Go look how he ran against Alabama. Yeah. This, everyone's making fun of him. See what he did. See what. Look at those runs. The guys, he's he's a beast, and he's out. I mean, he's on a good college team, but. He wasn't on a powerhouse. No, you're right. So it'll you be know, interesting. Wait, just wait. See how it all plays. Let's go, Deuce. Let's go, Cowboys. And we'll see you guys next week. Hey, this is Tony Soprano. And you're listening to Jersey Boys Podcast with your hosts, Dave Sturgeo and the Ernst Boys. I mean, I could give a shit about the Cowboys. We're in New Jersey. These guys got balls being Cowboys fans in Jersey. Anyways, enjoy. Well, whatever.